0: It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Cavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight
1: and Wellness. Slow down, you move
0: too fast. Well, good morning, and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Marcy Vaskey, licensed nutritionist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Today, we're going to have a conversation on a topic that is really near and dear to my heart. A topic, actually, that I lived through and want to share my experience and what I learned through it. Really in the hopes of helping others out there like me. You know, our discussion today is on how digestive problems are linked to eating disorders. Think about that for a moment. Is that a new thought for you? Before we dig in, I would like to introduce my co-hosts. And first in studio today, we have Joanne Rideout. Joanne is a registered and licensed dietitian who has a very busy schedule seeing clients in our Maple Grove office and in our Wysetta office. You know, Joanne also teaches many, many of our nutrition for weight loss classes, as well as corporate and various community classes. And we are lucky to have her. We really are. She's a wealth of knowledge. So, welcome, Joanne.
1: Thank you, Marcy. It's good to be here today with you. Yes. I'm looking forward to discussing the topic of how our gut health or our intestinal health can be interconnected with eating disorders. The gut and brain connection is a topic that is continually being researched. New findings are emerging on just how the health of our gut can affect affect our brain. Yeah,
0: there is such good research coming out, and it's really exciting information, I think. Yeah,
1: fascinating.
0: Um, and personally, you know, it really has helped me now actually understand how biochemically I was more predisposed to struggle with, a dis- with disordered eating. Right. It was really interesting. And, you know, it's kind of a validation that it wasn't all in my head. It may have just been all in my belly. You know, so um, I want to introduce our second co-host today and who, like myself, has walked this ugly eating disordered road. So let me introduce Jennifer Schmid. Jennifer is one of our nutritional weight and wellness health educators Jennifer initially came to Nutritional Weight and Wellness after two intestinal surgeries and a a diagnosis of osteoporosis. And I'm very thankful to have her in studio with us today to discuss this truly life-changing information. So welcome, Jennifer.
2: Thank you, Marcy. I'm really happy to be here because I want to share my experience to help spread the word that we really can heal from eating disorders. We can completely heal. That there is a light at the dark, at the end of that dark tunnel. And, you know, there is a root cause of the problem. That's right.
1: And that's, this is going to be a fascinating story. I told you earlier, Jennifer, I'm very excited to be here to hear more details about your story. So, can you share that
2: with our listeners? I would be happy to. Well, I've struggled with digestive health since birth, I was a colicky baby. And that was followed by years and years of IBS symptoms into my late 30s. Mm-hmm. In the late 90s, I developed an eating disorder. or I actually first developed an exercise addiction, and that led to an eating disorder. I was in and out of hospitals and residential facilities. I was even featured in the PBS Nova documentary, Dying to be Thin, in 2000. And even though I was able to, um, you know, kind of learn those coping skills and restore the weight, I was never able to shake that addiction to exercise. Right. Now, some of our listeners might be wondering, how does one become addicted to exercise? Right. (laughs) I know, too. (laughs) That's a foreign concept to some. (laughs) Well, for me, it did two things. It helped ease my digestive distress because every time I ate, I would be very uncomfortable and exercise would help that. But two, it helped, you know, I get that endorphin rush, that runner's high, Mm -hmm. if you will, Mm -hmm. because it was the only way I could feel, quote, unquote, normal. Right. Right. And I started listening to Dishing Up Nutrition right around the first time it started to air about 11 years ago. And at first, I was really resistant to make changes in what I was eating. I was eating a lot of sugar and processed carbohydrates, and I was afraid to change that. Of course. And, but something really resonated with me. So I continued to listen. And over the years, I started to reduce my sugar intake, reduce my gluten intake. I even quit drinking diet soda. But it wasn't until 2012, after having two emergency intestinal surgeries, followed by a diagnosis of osteoporosis, mm-hmm. that I really hit rock bottom. I stopped absorbing it. food. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I was feeling hopeless. And, you know, the Lord really put it on my heart to come to Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And I made an appointment with a nutritionist. And after just a month of eating the weight and wellness way, real foods and balance, I noticed a tremendous change in my health. But what was even more profound than that was how quickly my thoughts and behaviors started to change. I'll never forget. It was a week and a half, just a week and a half after meeting with my dietitian. I was driving home from work, headed to the gym, and I thought to myself, you know, I'm feeling kind of tired. Mm-hmm. I'm not really feeling it today. So I started to drive home. And as I'm driving home, I am sobbing because I used to work out twice a day, every day, right. four to six hours a day of intense cardiovascular exercise. Wow. And this is the first feeling of freedom I had had in 20 years, like wow. getting out of prison. Yes. I discovered the most powerful drug on the planet, and that's just eating real food. Wow. And that's right, Jennifer. Yeah. Very true. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I was able to um, go on to really help heal my intestinal tract, got rid of my aches and pains, my skin pro- trouble went away, and I was able to reverse my osteoporosis within two years just eating real food. Right. And um, for me, the, the big key was discovering that this was a biochemical problem. Mm-hmm. And because of my poor digestive health, so I was able to get rid of that guilt and shame that just kind of left me stagnant, that I wasn't able to progress and heal. Yeah,
0: right. The, wow, Jennifer, you know, you're that really is a profound story. Thank you so much wow. for sharing it with the audience. Um, and and it just goes to show the power of food. Um, you know, and so what was some of the first things that were changing for you? You kind of said after a week and a half. Mm-hmm. You were feeling so much better in mood
2: wise, even my mood wise, I had a lot less anxiety. It was kind of like a light went on, yeah. you know, like I had been living in darkness and suddenly there was this light in my life. Joy restored. Right. I was like wow. seeing things for the first time. It was it really felt like the, it was the first time I really had a healthy brain yeah. my, for my whole life.
0: And how long do you think it took for you for your like bloating and gas to kind of, you know, just calm down?
2: That that was surprisingly quick, too. Um, I'd say within three to four days, I noticed a significant difference with my digestion. Right. Isn't that wow. just that's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Amazing. it
0: really is. You know, once you start eating those real foods, you just it's like your whole body becomes less inflamed. Mm-hmm. And we're yes, always trying exactly. to tell you know our audience and our clients that um and I know for me as soon as I took out of those offending foods mm-hmm. you know that I was consuming that my body did not want me to eat yeah. you know I and taking some probiotics really helped it, along with that gut healing L-glutamine um it really made a, a a big difference
1: that's right and so Jennifer you talked about your anxiety kind of leveling off mm-hmm. and Can you expand on that a little bit? Did you begin to diminish that right away? You said about a week and a half?
2: Yeah, it took about a week and a half Okay, um, because I had a lot of gut healing to do first. But yes, it was was quite extraordinary um, how quickly that anxiety did go away in perspective to how long I had struggled with it.
0: Oh, for sure. You know, what I noticed too, as um, I was going through my a recovery is that as i ate more protein i i could really feel the right. anxiety lessening and um just the more calmness i had around that you know and also just eating those good animal proteins you know as we said and well, well maybe not we haven't said it yet But, you know, as we're eating those animal proteins, what it does is it creates and builds those neurotransmitters in our brains. You know, those are those good, feel-good chemicals. And then the help with uh, good bacteria and some good B vitamins, it really fills up our brain with that serotonin and we can calm down. So I think it's time for a break. Yep. Yep. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's get to it. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and today we are discussing how our digestive problems are linked to eating disorders. We know eating disorders do not discriminate, and they affect both genders, although rates among women and girls are two and a half times greater than men and boys. And, you know, as we go along in the show today, we are going to learn how nutrition plays a vital role in the health of our gut and our brain. We're going to learn what vitamins and minerals are critical to healing the digestive tract. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned because after our break, we're going to discuss how the breakdown of the digestive tract can be a breakdown of our brain health, too. And um, if you have questions today regarding eating disorders and gut health, give us a call in studio. The phone number here is 651 641 1071.
1: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Joanne Rideout, registered and licensed dietitian, and I'm here with Marcy and Jennifer today. We are explaining how digestive problems can be linked to eating disorders. Many people suffer with poor digestion. In fact, 60 to 70 million people complain of digestive problems. So if you are one of those 60 to 70 million, you may want to look at what you're putting in your mouth. If you're eating processed foods, muffins, cookies, mm-hmm. chips, crackers, all the crap. Lots of people right? are eating that still, drinking soda. I challenge you to take out the sugar for 3 weeks. Just 3 weeks yeah. and listen to what your digestion tells you. You will be very happily surprised. Yes, you will.
2: Definitely. I know it's
0: hard at the holiday time, right. but you know even maybe more. Even maybe a reason
2: you should do it. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Well, before we went to break, Marcy was talking about how eating adequate amounts of that animal protein will really help our digestive system make those neurotransmitters or those feel-good brain chemicals. Right. And, you know, we know and we teach in all of our nutrition classes that 90% of our neurotransmitters, like serotonin, are made in our small intestinal tract. Serotonin is like our natural antidepressant. So if we have poor digestion or poor gut health, we're going to have poor brain health.
1: That's right. That's right. And that's we. you're right. We do teach that every day. <laughs> yes. And so how is that connected then to an eating disorder? Well,
0: you know, looking back on my gut health all the way into my childhood, which was years ago, I never had a good tummy. You know, I always had mm-hmm. a stomach ache. I was always constipated. And very often I complained of those tummy aches and mm-hmm. just feeling yucky. But I had no idea that it was initially dairy causing me to feel so rotten. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as my gut health deteriorated, so did my brain health. But we never put that connection together. Right. You know, which looked like for me, anxiety. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, remember, my gut wasn't making those neurotransmitters I needed. Right. Right. That's right. So as my anxiety grew, I became obsessive with my food, sticking to a rigid meal plan and exercising compulsively, which really then deteriorated my gut health even more. I'm not mm-hmm. feeding it. Um, I'm,
2: you know, exhausted. Right. Right. And there lies the root cause. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. You know, it's critical that we have certain nutrients like B vitamins. Those really help us with stress. Amino acids from good animal protein and zinc to maintain a healthy brain. So where are we going to find those nutrients? Right. You know, that's that's the question. Well, we're going
0: to find those nutrients in some good animal protein. You know, if we don't consume enough of that protein, we'll become... Low in those nutrients. And in the case of zinc, when you're deficient in zinc, it can look like a decrease in appetite mm-hmm. that can contribute to a vicious cycle of that restrictive or chaotic eating. And of course, it's going to lead to other nutritional deficiencies, you know, things looking like exacerbating that anxiety piece, maybe depression, that perfectionism. You know, Mm -hmm. we always talk about people who are perfectionists, Mm -hmm. but it really can bring that out more. And then, of course, what rides that is going to be that obsessive, compulsive personality.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, Jennifer, do you feel that less and less food you ate, can you relate to that? Did you feel more anxious and compulsive as time went on?
2: I certainly did. And, you know, a big part of that, too, is low blood sugar. When my blood sugars weren't balanced. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, and I uh-huh. was getting hangry. You know, Totally. My uh-huh. cure-all at the time was compulsive exercise. That seemed to really help me temporarily. Wow. Well, it feels, like you said earlier, those endorphins, mm-hmm. that
0: serotonin starts coming out. when exactly. And you're feeling good. You know, so if you're a listener out there today hearing our stories and wondering where in the world, where in the world, should I begin? Because it really does feel so overwhelming, right, Jennifer? When you oh, began this, you were mm-hmm. you said earlier, you were just kind you were scared. I was scared. I was hopeless. Yes,
1: right. very much, right. So as a starting place, there are some key supplements, and of course, proper nutrition. We would never talk about supplements without the good food there too. that's right. But because eating disorders are so complex, we really encourage you to come into Nutritional Weight and Wellness locations to see Marcy or another of our talented and knowledgeable nutritionists. So that can help you.
2: Help help you through this pro Through the process. process. Yep. Definitely. And that was really key for me. Really key for me for healing. You know, I'll never forget... It was November 11th of 2012 when I came in for my first nutrition consultation. It was on a Saturday at the St. Paul office. And I sat down with the, my dietitian, and she matter of factly told me, okay, we need to heal your gut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you're not absorbing your food. We need right. to get rid of the foods that are harming your gut and start mm-hmm. to feed it that will, foods that will heal your gut and proper supplementation. She also talked about how eating animal protein um, would help me build those neurotransmitters. So there sitting in her office was the first time I had that aha moment. There really is a root cause. I can really let go of this shame and guilt. It gives you a a bit of peace. It did. Right? It absolutely did. Good. And what were you feeling when you left? I was shaking. Yeah. (laughs) I was shaking with anticipation because... I had to get to the grocery store. That's right, has a job to do. Yes. Yeah, and you know, for some people, taking a slower approach works well. Baby steps. For me, I really had to jump in. I really needed to get rid of the, those offending foods. I went home and cleared my cupboards out and started eating those healing foods immediately. Wow, fantastic! That's
0: great. You know, and as a nutritionist, you know, I really understand that healing takes time. We all do. It does. And I don't have to be a nutritionist to know that. I know. And it (laughs) takes a lot of support, you know, and there is some research that says, you know, patients who are in standard eating disorder treatment will will relapse within one year. Wow. I really feel that that is powerful research to me because if after all this time, years and years, You know, it really means we
2: have to start looking somewhere else. We have to find that. Absolutely. And that was certainly true for me. Sadly, every time I went into the hospital, I would see the same faces and it would just break my heart. And Mm -hmm. I started seeing people younger and younger, men and women, older and older, you know, but let's talk about what does actually work. Right. And maybe should we do that after our break here? Yeah, we can do that. All right. right. Wow. Already time for our next break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you're experiencing muscle weakness, maybe you pick up every virus going around work, maybe you've got some joint or back pain, depression, hair loss or bone loss, you know, you may be low in vitamin D. A study conducted in 2011 reported nearly 42% of adults are deficient in vitamin D. And especially those of us who live in the Northern Hemisphere are at higher risk due to shortened days and less sunlight. So what can you do? Yeah. Well, again, as nutritionists and dietitians, we recommend food first. You can find vitamin D in foods such as eggs, salmon, herring, sardines, tuna, and oysters. But you can also supplement with 3,000 to 5,000 international units of vitamin D3 If you have questions today, please call us in the studio at 651-641-1071. There are some things we wish for you to do what everyone else can do. Hop in your car, go to work, slip right into a movie seat. Now there's a perk. Buy cute jeans right off the rack. Dance at the next wedding to Love Shack. Play tag with your kids and hear them say, that was the most awesomest day. Walk your dog, jog, or both just because you can. Comfortably fly coach all the way to Japan. Be there on graduation day, especially if it's yours and you got your MBA. Meet your greatest love and ride off into the sun. This is your life. Go live it. You've only got one.
0: If you think you've tried everything to lose the weight that's keeping you from your best life, think again. Learn the new science of weight loss in the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, on-site or online. You can do this. We'll help you. You're not alone. This is a promise, not just a poem. Join us at
1: weightandwellness.com.
0: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm here today with Jennifer Schmidt and Joanne Rideout discussing how digestive problems are linked to eating disorders. But before we get back on topic, I really want to highlight our customer appreciation sale, which is winding down today, December 3rd. However, it does continue online through tomorrow, December 4th, and we're offering all our nutrition key products to be purchased with a 15% discount. So you should really run in today if you haven't already picked them up in the last week and stock up or Christmas presents. You know, I'm just saying they go well in the stockings.
1: (laughs) That's right. They do. They do. Mm So um, before we went to break, we had a caller that was um, wanting us to repeat the amount of vitamin D needed. We were talking about vitamin D um, found in foods such as eggs, salmon, herring, herring sardines, tuna, and oysters. Right. But then also, um, it would be hard to get enough that way. So we do recommend 3,000 to 5,000 international units, or IU, of vitamin D every day. That's so, right. And that's for male
0: and females. And so. for those
1: of us living in the northern part of the country, we definitely need a supplement. We do. With no sun. Yes. <laughs> Especially the last few days. Exactly. Okay, so I'm here today with Jennifer and Marcy. We're talking about eating disorders, and we want to move into now talking about what does work. So if you're motivated to get started, please call one of our offices and make an appointment for a consultation. Also, one of the very first ways to get started is with Bifido Balance.
0: That's right, Joanne. It's a great, gentle way to start. You know, bifidobalance is a probiotic, and it just helps repopulate our intestinal tract with that healthy bacteria. Bifidobacterium, it actually makes up 70% of our intestinal bacteria. And it's, like I already said, it's just a nice, gentle way to heal, to begin the healing process of your intestinal tract.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
2: it was really key in my healing for sure. And when I began taking the bifidobacteria, we have both a powdered form and a capsule form. The, because my yeah. digestive tract was so, um, it had deteriorated, deteriorated over so many years, I started to take that powdered form for better absorption. And I, took, I started with just about a quarter of a teaspoon before meals and water about 20 to 30 minutes before a meal. Perfect. And then mm-hmm. slowly started graduating to a half of a teaspoon as my body started to get more and more used to it. Right. That's great. And another fantastic
1: supplement to help out the bifidobacteria, help it work better, is L-glutamine. So L-glutamine is an amino acid that will help the intestinal lining heal. And when taken with bifidobacteria, it can greatly reduce sugar cravings. Yeah. So that's really helpful. So Jennifer, how much L-glutamine did you begin with and when did you add that in?
2: I actually right away. Did you? Go ahead. Yeah good for you um with that bifidobacteria. And, and i take both of these still today because they they, yeah. they are so healing to the to the digestive tract so again i take about a quarter or a half a teaspoon of the glutamine powder in mm-hmm. water at the same time as the bifido 20 to 30 minutes before a meal What I really like about L-glutamine is it contains the neurotransmitter GABA, which is a very calming neurotransmitter. It really is. That helps. For me, it's key to be very calm when I eat. I don't want to be stressed out. I want to be able to absorb the food that I'm eating. That's right. And the other thing I learned was um, I was not chewing my food well enough and like a lot of people
0: and maybe even my own self. Right. Right. I mean, sometimes you just feel like you're
2: in a rush and you start chewing a mile Mm -hmm. a minute. Exactly. So I started to consciously start to chew my food longer and that really helped with, with that food absorption and being able to utilize those digestive enzymes in my saliva. And you felt like you digested the food a lot better than it did in your stomach Mm -hmm. and all that. Well, very good.
0: And, you know, let's not forget about zinc, right? We kind of talked about that a a little uh, earlier. And zinc is another very critical mineral that, if depleted, will look like lack of appetite. It'll look like um, that lack of taste even or smell. I mean, who would Mm -hmm. ever think that if you're low in zinc, you're not going to smell you know, it's yeah. kind of remarkable. It is. And as zinc deficiency becomes more pronounced, it's going to lead to nausea, bloating, gas, mood disturbances, even, you know, like apathy, you know, the anxiety, depression. Jennifer, did you ever take zinc?
2: Did you start zinc at all in I, the beginning? or I did. In fact, what's interesting is the research on this has been done many, many years ago. In fact, when I was in the hospital, we were all given zinc. In the hospital. Interesting. Yes. Wow. So they, you know. I'm
0: shocked a little bit.
2: Yeah. yeah they, <laughs> they knew that. So this research That's has great. been out. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. So I started out with two capsules of zinc. Okay. I like to take my minerals at night. Yes. And uh, so I started with with two and then I slowly went down to one and I also started eating more foods rich in zinc like um, beef and lamb, pumpkin seeds, things like that. Oh, to perfect. Really That's bump great. Bump up my zinc levels and I. I've noticed a better appetite and feeling.: yes. Can
0: you
1: smell better? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. 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 I can all right smell better. <laughs> That's
2: good.
1: So of course, we know supplements can certainly assist someone in getting back to health, but let's face it, we're nutritionists. We talk about food all day long, all day long. Yes, we do. <laughs> the power of nutrition is remarkable. So Marcy, what did you begin to eat to help your gut and brain heal?
0: well in the you know in the beginning, I began eating a lot more animal protein because I quickly learned that I felt so much more calm and free of that anxiety after eating protein so even if i even today, if I don't eat enough, I can feel that anxiety come back, mm-hmm. it just kind of starts sneaking back in yeah um. Did And did you notice a difference, Jennifer, when you began eating more
2: fats or, um, you know, those green leafy vegetables? Oh, yes. Yeah. Food became a lot more nourishing to me. I started to feel satisfied after I right. ate. is that amazing? It really is. And what's interesting about those healthy fats are I used to be fat phobic. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah I, <laughs> totally. yeah, I did too. used everything fat free. Totally. I mean, uh-huh. there'd be
0: no fat going
2: through my lips. <laughs> You know, and our brains are made up of 60 to 70% fat, so it would certainly help with good brain health and thinking more clearly. Um, It makes up all of our cells. And what's interesting about this fat phobia is, you know, it was that message we got for so many years, but also what's interesting to me is in the English language, our body fat and our dietary fat, the word fat is the same. In, In a lot of other languages, fat is a different word for dietary fat. And the fat that we
0: eat. That's a great point. You know, I don't think people probably put that correlation together. Mm -mm. Right? It's just subconscious, you know. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing
1: that. Yeah, that's really important. And at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we are always talking about eating real foods in balance. So it's no different for someone struggling to overcome an eating disorder. So you talked about fat, but what does eating foods in balance mean? Right. What does food eating or eating food
0: imbalance mean? You know, we always talk about it in nutritional weight and mm-hmm. wellness. Protein, mm-hmm. carb, fat. Right. Yeah. Exactly. PFC. PFC. It's our PFC. favorite thing to say. <laughs> um, you know. And what does that look like, Jennifer? Can you give us an idea what you kind of started eating in the beginning, and sure. maybe even
2: what you're eating now? Okay. So the way I started was I started with um, some coconut oil in the pan with some spinach and I would cook that down and I'd add two to three eggs and maybe cook a sweet potato, maybe half of a sweet potato, like Mm -hmm. a half cups worth um, with some butter.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, how, Uh, how did you feel when you started eating that way? Like, I mean, as you were cooking in the pan mm-hmm. for the first time, were you just like, I can't believe this is me right now doing this? Yeah. Or was it, <laughs> oh, I am so excited? Yeah. Part, part
2: of me was just thrilled and excited because yeah. I believed so strongly that this this is the food, this is what's going to help me. Getting that message for 11 years too, listening to listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Right. Really, and really helped in finally doing it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And so what do you eat like now? Is it similar or do you eat? It's sure? similar. I mix it up uh, more. Sometimes I'll even have leftovers from the night before. Oh, maybe I'll yeah. have, um, I, I made a shepherd's pie recently, which is one of my favorites. And also maybe I'll heat up a piece of the shepherd's pie. Oh, perfect. Which is right? perfectly balanced. Yeah.
0: Yep, Yeah. And, and so often, you know, I say this in, with clients too, but you don't think about eating dinner for breakfast right. and I always get to look like, Ooh, I am not doing that. You know, I right. just like, well, you should just try it. Yeah. Um, you know, and breakfast for me was oftentimes, you know, ground Turkey, maybe sauteed in some of that healing coconut oil, which is so gentle on the intestinal mm-hmm. tract. And I'd have some of that sweet potato too and butter. It's, you know, coming down to just feeling comforted, nourished, like Jennifer said, mm-hmm. and
1: healing. That's right. So that sounds very similar to what we all would recommend eating. Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, Is it time for another break?
1: Sure. We can do a break now. So it's time for this last break and time's been flying today. It has. For those of you who are taking our Nutrition for Weight Loss class on site or online, we have a great supportive community on Facebook. You are welcome to access this private group during the entire 12 weeks you're taking the class where you can share ideas, inspirations, get questions answered, excuse me, and find support. This group is moderated by our Nutritional Weight and Wellness Nutritionists. And all you need to do is search N4WL, the capital letters, Community, and click Join Group. So if you have a question... You are welcome to call any one of our locations at 651-699-3438. And if you have questions for us today in the studio, call us at 651-641-1071.
2: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Jennifer Schmidt. We are discussing a very important topic today that can change lives and even save lives. I know it has saved mine. One important piece of my recovery was the support and knowledge I got from my nutritionist. If you're struggling with an eating disorder, I can't urge you strongly urge you enough to come in and sit down one-on-one with a nutritionist. Nutritional weight and wellness offers a nutrition counseling wellness, wellness package that consists of 3 1-hour follow-up appointments. 24750 which is a really great deal. It is a great deal. You know,
0: Jennifer, can you talk a little bit about what you felt you learned from sitting down with the
2: nutritionist and go into that? Sure, the key thing for me was to find out there's actually a root cause. That it was a biochemistry problem, right. not a willpower right. problem, you know, that I was that I couldn't face it alone and and that really helped free me from that guilt and shame which was key for my healing. Yeah, I
0: think that is so important for our listeners and, you know, even our clients when they come in to understand Absolutely. that mm-hmm. it's not willpower. It's more than that. It's that biochemistry piece. That right. Gut and, piece. and if
1: someone is struggling with even compulsive eating or a different type of eating yes, disorder. For sure. All of those are, yeah. you know, related back to the gut and related back to the biochemistry. That's I right. I think even so, a, even Very addictions. healing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Well, I think we have a
1: caller. We do. All right. So, Liz, you have a question for us today? Hello? Hello, Liz. Hi. Yes. Uh, When uh, Craig Peterson was on, now he talked about Acidophilus. Acidophilus? Acidophilus. All right. Uh, uh, Can you give us anything on that? And I tried to call him when he was on, and you couldn't get through. The line was constantly busy. I hope he comes on again and I enjoy your program today. I'd like to know about this acidophilus.
0: Well, thanks for your call. Um, you know, acidophilus is typically taken in the evening, and okay. the, you would take maybe one to two capsules, right? You know, as, before you go to bed. That's right. Okay. Now,
1: I I use the other bifidel and uh, glutamine. I use that in the morning.
0: Fantastic. Perfect. So, well, thanks for your call. All right. Good. That
1: was a very good question. Yep. And so um, what did you eat for lunch? We're talking about healing and recovery from
2: eating disorders. But what what examples can you give us for lunch ideas? Sure. I like to um, do a lot of pre-made meals at the beginning of the week, maybe two weeks worth just for variety. But Mm -hmm. So, for instance, the Thai chicken curry is one of my favorites from the Weight and Wellness Cookbook and Nutrition Guide. That's good. And so I'll have some of that leftover it's yeah it's, it's really delicious with maybe a half of an avocado for lunch. Perfect.
0: You know, I uh, some t- you know a lot of times I would have leftovers too. You know, so maybe it would be chili with some veggies and a half of avocado, you know, cuz I love avocados and mm-hmm. it's a wonderful way to heal and nourish our digestive tract too. So
1: it's very important for those with you know, some poor digestion. Mm-hmm. Yes, and these sound a lot like my dinners and my lunches. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us, all of us are, are eating of us. some of these wonderful recipes. That's right. So, Jennifer, what did your dinners look like?
2: Well, my dinners, I would have, like, maybe I'd get a rotisserie chicken, and then I would divvy up and portion it and freeze mm-hmm. it. And what I would do is, um, before I did that, I'd I'd use a meat scale, of, and I still use it today because I want to make sure I'm getting enough animal perfect protein. Perfect point. That's a perfect really point good. because mm-hmm. so many people, mm-hmm.
0: especially women, undereat protein. And I, I just, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's really
2: important that we un, we know what we're eating. Absolutely. And then I would have um, maybe some. Butternut squash. And then I steamed some broccoli and put some olive oil, some good fats on that. And last night for dinner, actually, I had some leftover turkey. I still have some leftover turkey, which is great. And during the day, I soaked it in bone broth with some sprouted quinoa and bone bone broth. And then I had some sauteed Brussels sprouts last night in um, butter. That oh, sounds
0: good. Sounds really sounds good. Really good. You know, and I really like just simple foods. You know, something like fresh salmon with a little rice. You know, maybe some steamed broccoli or cauliflower, and of course, you know, as much butter as I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, <laughs> <laughs> just makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, what's interesting is that you know, if you put if you put butter on broccoli or any veg, really, it helps your body. um metabolize those minerals and vitamins much better. So it's kind of a fun fact. And it's a win-win.
1: It is. That's right. All of these ideas are fantastic. They sound great.
2: So what do we do for snacks? Snacks, you know, sometimes that can be tricky because, again, I want to make sure I'm chewing that food, absorbing it well. So protein shakes work really well for me. So I'll do maybe a half a cup of fruit with a a half a cup of full-fat coconut milk from the can and a scoop of protein powder, and uh, half a cup of water, right? That's and great. blend that together. And then if I have more time, I really like the Epic bars. Those are made of meat and oh, they're yep. softer. And then maybe right. some blueberries with some full fat coconut milk. Right.
0: So when you make your shakes, do you mm-hmm. have you ever made them the night before and frozen yes. and then taking yes. them to work? Yes. I, that's such a great tip for people who are yeah. just so
2: busy. I think. Right. Yeah, and you can make several at a time and put them in the yep. freezer like you right. said, and makes yeah. it so much easier.
0: Right. I agree. You know, and again, I. I've enjoyed the protein smoothies <clears throat> or even, t- you know, kind of having, bringing a big lunch and then maybe eating half the lunch and then the other half I could eat for my snack later. I think that's mm-hmm. always kind oh, of a, yeah. an idea to do that. Um, but of course, I think the shakes just kind of in the afternoons, maybe you're not so hungry, but mm-hmm. if you need a little something we need to, we haven't talked a lot about blood sugar, sugar but we right. need to keep that blood sugar moving throughout the day and, and keeping
1: steady. So, exactly. So we have a couple more callers. Should we take one of them? We sure should. Okay, Linny, um, would you? Do you have a question for us today? Hello, Good Linny? Morning. Good morning. Hi. Yes, I do. I'm wondering how all well this affects um, someone who has some um, issues with bipolar. Okay. Well, sure. You're talking about all these different um, supplements and and vitamins that might help with gut health,
2: but it's maybe related to um,
1: emotional, mental, and brain health. Absolutely,
2: definitely, brain health connection. Mm -hmm. You know, I find that you know I've known people have bipolar and have able to greatly improve that through eating real foods and getting. Again, it's a biochemistry issue, and again, we want to have healthy guts to be able to make those neurotransmitters to work for work for our brains and for that good brain health. So, I definitely think. That's very beneficial. Could you recommend any specific uh, supplements? I think it's very individual. You know, I would certainly um, encourage you to schedule an appointment with a nutritionist to really figure out what would be work best. Yeah, okay. I, I think that's a good idea. Right.
0: Thank you. Thank you yes, for your call. Thank you. Okay.
1: So we're just
0: getting back to our food
1: piece here. Getting back to food here. So it's so important when you're healing your body to keep it nourished throughout the day. Those snacks sound really good. Um, A few supplements. So, Jennifer, how long have you been healing um, and what is the state of your gut now?
2: How Mm -hmm. do you feel today? I feel fantastic. Um, It's been four years and to be able to, it's, it's very freeing to be able to have, to not have to worry about that peace and having that poor gut health. And I have to remind myself too, if I'm having a bad day, it's like, wait a minute, think about your health. How good do you feel and how lucky and how blessed are you? So that's great. That is great. So we could do
0: a, a little bit of a wrap up here for those of mm-hmm. you who may have come in a little bit late. Um, you know, first of all, I want to thank Jennifer for sharing her personal story. Every time we share those stories, there's a there's the potential to help one more
2: person, right, Jennifer? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, this is my mission now. I just want to get the word out there. You know, I think before we go today, it's important to highlight some key points we spoke about today. New research is finding the state of health of our intestinal tract is and is linked to those eating disorders. Healing the intestinal tract with the help of a good probiotic like bifidobacteria and the tissue repairing L-glutamine is so important. Eating animal protein multiple times a day helps our intestinal tract make those neurotransmitters, which, is, which are those feel-good chemicals for our brain, to decrease anxiety and obsessive-compulsive disorder.
1: And Joanne, what what's another one that we talked about? The other key mineral that we talked about was a zinc. Um, So a source of zinc, um, often we're deficient, that creates appetite issues, bloating, nausea issues, and even taste and smell. Right. And with the complexity in an eating disorder, it's very important to have a lot of support with the reintroduction of foods. So we do strongly recommend if you're struggling to make an appointment with one of our nutritional weight and wellness nutritionists or dietitians. That can be really helpful. It
0: can be so helpful and
1: such a guide to get you through,
0: right? And I mean, just using Jennifer's story, you know, she says it all. You know, exactly. Come and sit down, but. But you know, it's not only just sitting down. It's actually, Jennifer, you had to do the work. You had to go home and you Mm -hmm. had to cook that food. Mm -hmm. So it's just having someone to support you. Exactly. um, But yet, at the same time, you're doing it all. Mm -hmm. So thank you for dishing up. Thank you for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you found this show interesting, please share it with a friend or a family member. Our message each week is how eating real food supports your health. It's a simple but powerful, life changing message, especially today. Yes. Be sure to tune in <laughs> next week to listen to Dar, Kate, and Shelby discuss The Happiness Diet. It's a book review. Thank you so much, everybody, and have a great weekend. Thanks. Have a great week.
2: Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.